Welcome to episode seven of the SoCo Show. This is Cody Michael. I'm joined as always by Seth Ott. Yo. And we got a jam-packed show for you today. Uh, a lot of fun news going on. We're going to get to a Seth's TV corner. Yeah. And we're also going to talk about uh, Netflix. It's about to be September 1st. Actually, this one will drop the day before that. So um, a lot of new stuff coming this month. We're going to talk about a few of our favorites that you can check out on everyone's favorite streaming service going forward. Uh, a couple things before we get going. First of all, uh, if you're listening to this, make sure you wish Seth a happy birthday. Yeah. Uh, August 30th, big, the big the big two six. Yeah. It's uh it's half or over halfway through my 20s now, but I mean the most rewarding thing for me, I guess, is that uh, I am one step closer to actually matching the age for my hairline. So that's good. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think it's running out faster than you can get. <laughs> Well, that's good. That's good. Uh, a very, a very happy birthday to you. And uh, if you guys are at home or listening, you have missed it. So uh, wish him a happy belated and send us some cupcakes or something. Yeah, I like cupcakes. There you go. I want to, uh, I want to address something from last week's show. <laughs> I, I caught, a, I caught a lot of flack last week over, over something I was, I was carrying on about. We went on an unexpected Spy Kids rant, uh, which was not written into the, the, the notes for the show. But uh, we did talk about how it would be very difficult for Antonio Banderas and Catherine Zeta-Jones to have a little pudgy redhead kid. <laughs> uh, well, it turns out <laughs> it turns out that Catherine Zeta-Jones was not in Spy Kids. And the actual wife slash mother in Spy Kids, her name is Carla Gugino. Um, and <laughs> believe it or not, she's a redhead. <laughs> she's not Catherine Zeta-Jones. Uh, she's not Catherine Zeta-Jones. So I was super wrong about that. But... What I was not wrong about was this. If Antonio Banderas and even if she is a redhead, Carla Gugino, were to have kids, there's a very, very small chance of them having a redhead kid that looks like, is it Junie? Is that his name? Yeah. That'd be very difficult. Look up basic genetics and you will find that I, even though I was way wrong, <laughs> I was still kind of right. And I will cling to that uh, until I die. So... Uh, I stand by what I said that Junie uh, is a really weird cast for them, but I guess you know the people who are in Hollywood aren't studying genetics. Uh, redhead kids uh, have redhead parents, I guess. Always. <laughs> Science. Also, Danny Trejo is in Spy Kids. Yeah, and he's his, the uncle. His character's name is Machete. Really? Yeah. I only knew that because I sure? just had to look. No, it says right here, Machete. Machete. Machete kills. <laughs> Bayou. <laughs> Badasses in the Bayou. Also, Cheech, Cheech Marin is in that. Yeah. I do remember that Danny Trejo is the uncle. Yeah, his name is Machete. Hmm. Apparently he's just slashing up fools. This is an interesting... I, I'm going to get in a... Terry Hatcher is in this? I don't remember her. I don't know. She was Mrs. Gradenko. I don't know. We're in a Spy Kids hole again. We Wait, I, I gotta say... Actually, I don't know for sure if he is the uncle, so no one attack me, please. <laughs> Please correct us if uh, Danny Trejo is the uncle, and we'll get into another conversation. Um, but that said, even though I am still right, uh, thank you to the folks that reached out and uh, corrected us. Uh, we need to be kept honest, or we're just going to run rampant um, uncontrollably. So nah. uh, appreciate the fact-checking. Let's get right into the news. Uh, there, there's quite a bit of it today, most of it TV and movies. Uh, so let's start on the other end. Let's start in video games. 
only uh, only one big piece of video game news this week. I uh, we alluded to last week the new Uncharted game dropping. Mm-hmm. Um, just so you guys at home know, uh, Seth is still working on that one. We'll have a, a I think a formal kind of review of that coming soon in the next yeah. couple weeks. Do you think? Maybe next maybe next week. I don't know. It seems like I'm getting almost done with it, but yeah. Um, you having fun with it so far though? Mm-hmm. It's a good yeah. time. It's looked cool. I've caught a little bit of it graphically. It's incredible. It looks really nice. Yeah. But the big one this week, uh, last Friday, we got the new Madden game. New Madden. Madden 18, Tom Brady on the cover. Um, this one, uh, we talked about it a little last week, we were really excited for, uh, more than in recent years. Mm-hmm. Changed up the engine, a lot of new mechanics and things. We both picked up copies, me mm-hmm. on Xbox, you on PlayStation. Uh, I've played six or seven, eight games of this so far. I love it. Uh, yeah. It's nothing groundbreaking for me. Yeah. But uh, I think it's a good addition to the series. Yeah. Um, for me, when I play, like, an actual game of Madden, like, you know, against computer or whoever, there's not really not much difference for me from year to year. Um, I did play through the, the single player, uh, the long shot or whatever. It was, like, probably four hours, four, four or five hours, which is fun. Um, it's not something everyone would like because it's uh, it's kind of like that Telltale-type gameplay. Um and it's not even it's it's even slower than that because I, I even sat there for a couple of times thinking like when am I gonna do something? I sat there probably for there's a couple points I sat there for about a half hour and didn't click a button. No kidding? Yeah. Yikes. Um and so it, it a lot of it it's like a movie. You're watching a, a movie play out and it it takes some interesting twists and turns and um it's not as like deep choice wise as like a Telltale game because there's only like th- I looked it up after I beat it. There's only like three endings that can come out of it, but the characters are cool. Like the main guy that you get to choose, you kind of how he acts is cool. The his friend, um, his name's Colt Cruz. Um, he's uh, he's pretty cool. Yeah, he's he's kind of a fun like he's always like real hyped up. He's like a short uh, slot receiver type guy. Oh sure. And he's always like hyped up and like come on man let's go do it let's let's, let's get in the NFL blah blah blah. So that's fun. Uh, Dan Marino shows up, which is cool. You get to throw against him for because your main guy is a quarterback, and you the the basic story is uh, you went to t- you were like the five star blue chip going into college. Um, your dad dies, and you drop out of college. And so when you're eligible for the draft, um, you and nice Colt Colt Cruz guy who also went to Texas with you, go both he finished out school. You both go to the combine. And then that's where it picks up where this the long shot thing, which is what it's called, there's a reality show. Mm. Um, and then you go on this reality show because likely you're not going to get noticed in the draft um, or in the combine, but you do the reality show to get noticed because they, they know you're talented and blah, blah, blah. So it kind of unfolds from there. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Like, you get to choose your – so, like, big Vikings fan, you choose – there's a point where it, like, asks you, like, who's your favorite team growing up? Pick the Vikings. That comes into play later on during the draft process. So there's kind of that cool stuff. There's really not much football though. Hmm. Um, it's there. There's probably there's like three times, three or four times that you actually play him as a quarterback. Otherwise, it's like quick time events. Like you hit L two to snap the ball, and then you hit you move the cursor to go over to the receiver and hit circle. Kind of that stuff. So it's fun, and I enjoyed the story. The story was really good actually, uh, even without you choosing it. But yeah, there's some pretty boring points at hmm. it during it. So. Yeah, I so I'm all about the action in Madden. Uh, give me the give me the football. Mm-hmm. And uh, you had played this and then told me that that stuff about it. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna skip it. Yeah. 
Um, but I, but you, I know you're more of the telltale kind mm-hmm. of story based guy. Um, so for for those folks, I think it, it sounds like it's a cool experience. But for me mm-hmm. and those of you guys out there who might be more action based, might be one you can let be and, and yeah. go go straight to the online game. Yeah, go just play just play the normal game. I was surprised to see Mahershala Ali, Academy Award winning mm-hmm. Mahershala Ali, is, yeah. was a part of that. He was. He wasn't. He wasn't in it very much. He is. He plays the dad in the story, and so with him dying pretty much right away, he's not in it very much. There, he cut. There's some flashbacks. So the cool thing I liked about it when you got to play, you got to play as a kid in high school. So you would get to play some high school games, uh, which is just kind of fun because it like makes you think back. Um, for us who played, we played about half 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 half, half a high school football. Um, and, you know, got to go to the games and stuff. It just kind of brought back some of those little memories and stuff and how, like, you know, those big wins and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, otherwise, you play that and then you play like, you play the long shot competitions. There's some of those, but that's about it. Hmm. Well, b- besides the long shot, this is a – the game in general is a winner for me. Mm-hmm. They introduce enough new stuff to keep it interesting, but not so much that you feel behind – um, yeah. there's kind of different game modes for, uh, different types of play. If you're more of the casual type gamer and you like scoring a hundred touchdowns, there's a style for you. Arcade, and then if, yeah. if you want to go online and, and really juke out guys and, and really, um, kind of have the more high skill type of gameplay, there's a mode for that. So there's a, there's a way for everyone to play and, uh, they've upped the Madden ultimate team. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's become a. That's kind of run away as a hit from yeah. that in the last couple of years. A lot of I haven't played this. You've gotten into it. I little did bit. a little bit this year because um, after you beat Longshot, you get to unlock those players and you can play them in the Ultimate Team. So I just figured, why not give it a shot? Um, and it's that that kind of builds your way up um, because you do like challenges. So like you you have your team. I got to have the Vikings, but that you get like these packs that has players in them and there'll be like players from all different times. There'll be legends, there'll be current times and then they'll be rated like based off of almost like the year. Like I had, when I first got my team, I had Tavares Jackson <laughs> as my quarterback um, and then had Reggie Bush, but he was rated like 60 from his rookie year or something like that, mm-hmm. you know? So it, uh, you get those packs, you, and then throughout that you each challenge, there's challenges to complete after each challenge you complete, you can get, coins or new packs and then you build your team up so within a matter of i played it for an hour i uh built like got my overall team score up by like 10 so you can it progresses pretty quickly and then from there you can do solo challenges against computer or you can once you've presumably built your team up you can go online and take your team against other people so so that that eventually i'll probably try um i want to get my team better first because it's still only like 69 yeah nice lol So something for everybody in the new Madden. Um, if you've been away from Madden for a couple years, um, come back to it. You know, if you've got the Xbox or the PS4, uh, this I think is a good one to pick up. You can get back into the Madden picture. Um, I think it's it's better than the last couple seasons have been. Mm-hmm. Graphically, it's insane. Yeah, looks fantastic. There's going to be a 4K and HDR update coming later on. So yeah, there's already 4K for PS4, and then once the Xbox One X comes out. We'll have that. So it's, it's, I mean, it looks like you're watching it. It looks like you walked in and you're watching it on Fox. Yeah. It's insane. So the thing I noticed that with the new engine on it with the players is that they, each player looks different, just body shape, mm-hmm. um, which is different from the past. Uh, most, most in the past, the players kind of all look pretty similar. Um, and you, there wasn't any like specific, you know, things you can point out about them. But this one, they look, they look pretty, pretty unique, each player. The thing that what does look pretty decidedly 
worse is like the sideline in the crowd. <laughs> yeah. Um, there was a cam. Some guy was taking had one of those big cameras, and it just looked like PS2. <laughs> so they haven't spent a lot of time on that in years. No. Whereas like a game like MLB, um, the crowd actually looks great. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I mean, I, I guess I don't know graphically how that stuff works, but um, and and how much power because I'm sure it takes more power to process like a madden because there's so much go- like each individual lineman has something going on whereas mm-hmm. like baseball it's like swing yep <laughs> and the ball comes out so i'm sure there's something to do with that but it'd be interesting to see in the in the few in the few coming years to see what happens with that so yeah they're getting closer and closer to that photorealistic type type of of graphic and it's uh it's exciting and it's fun to do i i really love playing madden every year so this is a good one for me Let's turn to sports. I refuse. Sports. Got a couple, uh, a couple things here in sports. First of all, man, we we had our fantasy draft a, a week or two ago. Mm-hmm. God, it was too early. Guys just keep going down. No yeah. ACL is safe. Mm-hmm. We lose Julian Edelman, mm-hmm. uh, Cameron Meredith. Ugh, that was nasty. Uh, Spencer Ware. All yeah. these guys have blown out their knees. Where's wasn't an ACL? Yeah, but... he, t- he tore his PCL and sprained his knee. But man, no, no knee is safe. Not even just in the NFL. WWE just had <laughs> big cast just blew out his ACL. <laughs> it's a bad couple weeks for knees, man. I yeah. don't know what the hell's going on. And it seems like we've been having this every year. Mm-hmm. It's more and more and more of these injuries. And but this year seems it happened all in one week, and mm-hmm. it was like, I mean, Edelman was probably the biggest star out of those. Um, but even so, like. Like all three fantasy relevant guys, boom, one oh, yeah. week, more than one night, basically, just like that. And do you think so? This happened in week three of the preseason. Mm-hmm. Already, the players have been saying they don't like the preseason. They've they've been playing less and less. The stars never play. Mm-hmm. Do you think a see like I don't know if this is more or less than a typical year, but do you think this is gonna keep players are gonna keep pulling back more and more from preseason? I don't think so. Um... I mean, they wanted to add a fifth game within the last couple of years. Um, I think because every year it happens, like it's it's just because these players are somewhat notable. Mm-hmm. Um, like Cameron Meredith, if if this if this happened, if Cameron Meredith was on a team two years ago, on this team two years ago, when they had Alshon Jeffrey and Brandon Marshall, no one has said a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with Spencer Ware. If this happened two years ago when Jamal Charles was the the starter, no one would have said a thing. Um, so it, I don't think it's any more frequent. I think it's just happened to some more notable people this year than, than usual. Because it, it, I mean, it happened last year. I actually, I don't even remember it really happening last year to some big guys. I don't know that the it did. The year before, it was, there was a couple guys like Jordy Nelson. Jordy Nelson was big a couple seasons ago. So I don't, I, yeah, I agree. It's not, it's not so frequent. But do you think that if I'm a coach, why would I send my starters out in the preseason at all? You know, why even risk it? Mm-hmm. And when I start seeing things more and more like this, I'm thinking – I don't want to see my guy. You know, I'm a Rams fan. I don't want to see Todd Gurley in a yeah. preseason game or Jared Goff. I don't well, see he my... maybe needs the reps, but, like, yeah. I don't want to see the stars out. In and I don't want to see my fantasy players out there either. Um, the thing is, though, I think, too, that time is valuable mm-hmm. um, because there is something to be said for having live game action and having that rhythm. Because um, if you look at, look at some teams, like, I'm going to say the Vikings, for example. Right now, they're looking bad on offense. Um, they haven't scored – I don't think their first-team offense has scored a touchdown yet. And they need that time. They need – because think if they went out there week one, they have no idea what they're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, So I think they need this time. I think they need to have these games. Yeah. 
But I think on the flip side of that, um, if I if I'm a player and I come out and I get hurt, mm-hmm. if it's if it's in week one, at least I got hurt during a game that mattered. You know what I mean? So it yeah. might it might harm the product, the quality of the game for two weeks or so. Um, you might have some kind of crap games those first couple weeks, but at least they're games that matter then, you know. And yeah. then and then teams I think will be more intense about their their training camps. You know, I'm, that's not to say that the, the preseason goes away and we treat everything else the same. But like, if they played less in the preseason, they ramped it up in their own controlled environments and practice, came out healthy in week one, having prepared for that. Um, I, I I would rather see guys. You know, there's going to be ACL tears in football. That you, always is going to happen. But I'd rather see it in a game that matters than a meaningless Saturday. You know what? Game too in, though, like August, a lot of them don't even like. I think Jordy Nelson's was actually practice. No, um, his was in a game. I remember watching. Was it? Mm. And that, we almost, we almost very, very nearly lost Odell Beckham, one of the stars yeah. of the entire league. Mm-hmm. Very nearly lost him. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, I think preseason is. I think it's just a risky take, and I think even like it seems to me that, and I don't have any stats to back this up, but more injuries happen early on, and even in the season, mm-hmm. um, than because people got to get into game shape and stuff like that too. Um, I don't know. I think preseason is valuable. I, I mean. I, I would much rather have the season start sooner. I mean, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I think preseason is valuable um, in some shape or form. Yeah. There, there's really no winning because there's, mm-hmm. there's always going to be these preseason injuries. Shit, there's always going to be training camp mm-hmm. injuries. Um, and there's always going to be week one injuries and mm-hmm. week 16 injuries. So there's really no escaping it. These guys know what they're signing up for. Yeah. Um, they could get hurt. You could get, I mean, you could get hurt tomorrow walking into your office. Yeah. Uh, you know, shit happens. And, um, while it's unfortunate, it is a fact of life for the yeah. NFL, and those guys know that. If I did get her walking in my office, I get workman's comps. That'd be cool. <laughs> there you go. Well, hey, these guys are getting a hell of a time. <laughs> that's so. true. Unless they have something in their contract that says no. Yeah, that's true. Well, uh, speaking of guys missing games, Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, currently, his suspension stands at six games. I know he's on your fantasy team, so you're yep. watching closely. Yep. Went in today for his appeal hearing. Yep. Yeah, it's. It, I've been reading up a bit. I'm invested in him now. I, I, he fell to me in the draft, and I had to take him into the third round, beginning of the fourth round. So there wasn't much else, and it, so I, I was really against taking him prior to, and I did, I did. But uh, so I've been watching this pretty closely, and selfishly, I would like his suspension to be reduced. Um, on a personal level, I, I don't think he's a good person, but um, fantasy wise, I'd much rather win. So um, it's interesting though, reading kind of what's going on because. The, like, Zeke's camp, they, they, there's not, like, a ton, there is evidence, but there's also evidence against that person, too, from the incident last year. Uh, apparently, that person had some, sent some text messages saying, like, how she is going to purposely do this to ruin his career and blah, blah, blah. Um, either way, though, so it's, the guy also who is doing the appeal hearing is a friend of like a friend of Jerry Jones. He was invited to like the Hall of Fame. Oh, he was geez. at he was at he was at Jerry Jones Hall of Fame thing. Um, he also reduced Greg Hardy's suspension from ten games to four, which there was Greg Hardy like had there was hard evidence, you know. Um, this guy sounds like a shitbag. <laughs> <laughs> he also didn't. He also upheld. He he didn't reduce another guy's one year suspension. I can't remember who it was. It's probably someone who smoked pot. Probably. Yeah. Um, God forbid. So, the uh, so there, that's pretty interesting. Uh, also, too, it sounds like if it doesn't get reduced, Zeke is going to do pull the Tom Brady thing and take it to court, which that would mean that 
it's kind of unpre- unprecedented for that way because it, it always gets pushed back and you don't really know. But with Brady, took an entire year. He played that whole season. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it finally got reduced to that four games. So, so he's effectively delaying the suspension. Yeah. Even if it's going to be upheld, it won't be right now. It would be next season, likely, which works for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope uh, for moral reasons and for fantasy football reasons that he has to serve the full six games. Um, but you never know what the, you really never there's no consistency it's one of the main gripes about the NFL there's never been a consistency of mm-hmm. punishments for yeah for things like this and so I don't know I, I still I stand I really hope they make an example of him and, and uphold this but I don't have a lot of faith in that happening yeah we'll see Seth needs him <laughs> one more piece of uh, NFL news that came out in the last couple of days the new highest paid player in NFL history is Matt Stafford Ugh. of the Detroit Lions. He stands to make about, I think, $27, 28000000 million um, each year for the next five years. That's a monster contract. Yeah. He's a great player. I don't know. What do you... I... Ugh. So, he's definitely the franchise, and he, I mean, he should be paid a lot of money. Um, not that much. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a lot. But that is the going rate. I mean, we just saw Derek Carr... Mm-hmm. Signed for, I think he's going to make but 25, 24, was... 25 million for the Raiders. And he's like a fourth year, third year guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stafford's been balling for seven, eight years. Um, I like it. I think Stafford is one of those guys. He was on that team when it was one and 15. Mm-hmm. And now he's seen them all the way through this rebuilding process to the point where they're a definite playoff contender. Yeah. And I, I like that he's getting paid for that. I've always enjoyed watching Stafford. Mm-hmm. I like his game. So I like this. What I don't like about this is what it means for the future. Mm-hmm. Because in the next few years, you're going to have guys like Roethlisberger, Rodgers, um, potentially Breeze, all the, the the actual top-notch quarterbacks who you might rank actually above Stafford. They're going to be coming out saying, I want $30 million a year. And it's just going to keep going well, and here's, going from there. Here's something, though, because you look at some Roethlisberger, almost retired this year, mm-hmm. that this contract, these contracts might make him decide to stay. Yeah. Play past his prime. Same thing with Breeze. Um, Rodgers is going to get just a shit ton of money. Um, going uh, going to Stafford, he so it was an insane contract. It was a $50 million signing bonus. Oof. And then $92 million guaranteed, which $92 million is uh, NFL high. Both are NFL highs. So out of that money, he gets $142 million that Guaranteed. And he might, even if he never played another down, he'd get $142 million. Mm-hmm. Holy crap. Yeah. Good Lord. That's like Avengers opening weekend money. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's insane. Actually, the Avengers opening weekend, I think, does a lot more than that. But that's still a crazy <laughs> amount of money. That's an unfathomable amount of money. And again, I, you know, I, I think a guy like Stafford deserves it. But I also think, to your point, guys are going to be playing past their prime for this kind of dollars. I think in the past few years, we've seen the NBA really ramp up the sizes of their contracts. Mm -hmm. And I think the NFL, um, all indications are that they're going to start doing the same. Um, It's different. The NFL players are never going to make as much as they do in the NBA. There's just more guys to pay, Mm -hmm. less games, less ticket sales. Um, But I I think they're trying to keep pace because a lot of these dual athletes – if I'm 18 and I'm a dual athlete, an all pro or all state, all all U.S. high school player in basketball and football, mm-hmm. t- 
take me to basketball, man. Yeah. It's easier I, on your body. You pays a lot more. Um, I just don't know how many of those there are, <laughs> you know. Yeah, but I mean, all these guys now, look at uh, who, like Antonio Gates was one, Jimmy uh, Graham was mm-hmm. one. They're, I mean, they're out there. Yeah, I think, I think though, like, most of the people probably are told, like, which one they're probably better at, mm-hmm. you know, so. Yeah. Yeah, I, but I think in a, like, it. If it were, but I get what you're saying. if you could, if you flat out could do either and be guaranteed mm-hmm. to be a pro, oh, yeah. I'm taking the NBA anytime. Yeah. And I think the NFL is trying to keep pace mm-hmm. a little bit to the extent that they can. And they have been raising salary caps too. Mm-hmm. So that's just a crazy amount of money, man. I can't believe the amount of money that's getting thrown around. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the NBA, uh, we've been following this for ever since the inception of our show. Wow. <laughs> uh, Kyrie Irving and this trade to Boston, uh, it still has yet to officially go through. Mm-hmm. I know we talked about it, la- was it last week or the week before maybe? Uh, there's a trade in the works, Kyrie Irving to the Celtics for three players plus a draft pick. Now it's on hold. The The drama continues. It might not officially go through. Yeah. Um, yeah, it has to do with... Uh... Isaiah Thomas's knee, I think, is what it is. Um, he hasn't passed a physical yet, so we'll see. I I, th- I think it'll eventually go through, because um, there's there there's no good that's coming out of this anymore <laughs> for if Kyrie stays. I think both teams just want to wash their hands of this whole thing. Yeah. Uh, it sounded like to me the Cavs are gonna pursue additional compensation, is is what I saw. So whether that be cash, draft picks, or players, mm-hmm. because they didn't know. Thomas was this injured when they took him. Mm-hmm. They want more to compensate for the fact that he potentially might not be able to start the season. Mm-hmm. So, um, more to come on that as, as as Thomas continues to try to pass physicals. I don't know. I, frankly, I'm sick of hearing about the Cavs and, and Boston. Yeah, this whole thing has been so annoying. If I never have to say Kyrie again, <laughs> it'll be too soon. You will. Yeah, I know I will. I'll be saying it next week. Let's go to movies. <laughs> Movies. Uh, it's a big week for movies. We saw a ton of movies. Yep. You saw more than I did. Lot- yeah, it wasn't really a big week. It was just that we had the opportunity to <laughs> right. see. Right, yeah. A big, personally for us, yeah. it was a big movie. We saw a lot of stuff. Uh, before we get, we'll review a couple a couple movies here, but mm-hmm. before we get into that, I want to update a story that we talked about last week, uh, this Joker origin movie. Mm. Um, it had just kind of broken that day when we recorded last week. Little more details are coming out. Sounds like... Um, Todd McKay of the Hangover franchise mm. is involved. Martin Scorsese is involved in what? this movie. Yeah. Huh. Uh, it, it sounds like he potentially, I don't remember if it's a producer or director role, but Scorsese is heavily involved in this. Weird. Uh, they are recasting the Joker. It's not going to be Jared Leto. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to be part of the DCEU. Hmm. So it's completely detached from uh, Batman vs. Superman and Wonder Woman and Suicide Squad. Not going to be a part of that universe. Hmm. And I just have no idea what to, I'm throwing my hands up like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> Scorsese is doing a Joker movie. Right. That's fucking bonkers. Yeah. There's um, going to be a twist twist here where uh, Heath Ledger was never dead. <laughs> <laughs> I, You know, nothing would surprise me at this point yeah. out of the DCE. He's going to reprise his role. That would be pretty fucking sweet. <laughs> I think people would literally be dying in the street. They would never show a trailer and the first shot's just like a coffin and then just he sits up. <laughs> Why so serious? He'd be murdered so quickly for faking his death. I don't know what's Especially for almost of. 10 years. <laughs> yeah, it's been a long time. But Todd Phillips and Martin Scorsese sounds like a weird mix match. Yeah, it's a match. weird combo, yeah. But for the Joker? 
Yeah. Right? I don't know. know. You got the Scorsese coming in with the kind of hard, probably underbelly CD crime shit. Yeah. Phillips coming in with the quirky, weird uh, comedy stuff. This Mm. could work. I, I, for the Joker, maybe. We'll see. I I mean, at at this point, I, with any superhero movie, I kind of go in with just like, I'll watch it. And if it's good, it's great. That's what, that's what it was with Wonder Woman for me and being a great movie. So we'll see. Um, Definitely I'll see it and I like Joker, but yeah. What is this? So the fact that they're pulling it out of the DCEU, or mm-hmm. that it probably never was planned for the DCEU, mm-hmm. but the fact that they're gonna they're gonna be making DC movies that aren't a part of this universe, mm-hmm. and also there's been some up upheaval in the Batman mm-hmm. sort of uh, solo film lately, uh, with potentially there being um, a recast. They changed directors off of Batfleck. They rewrote the script. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, Casey Affleck apparently was quoted in an interview as saying that he has talked to Ben Affleck and he doesn't plan on being Batman after Justice League. Huh. And, uh, I, I just heard that as a uh, secondhand knowledge. So I, I don't have a source for that, but, um, I don't, this all, all of this stuff just worries me, right? Like this yeah, DCEU weird. is, it's in this, this state of just weird. No one knows what's going on. Maybe. I just thought of this now. This came to my mind. The multiverse. The the flashpoint thing would fix everything. The multiverse. Yeah. That could be. Maybe that's what they're doing. I. It's not intentional. I think. I think the flashpoint is they taken all of this thing that they've already fucked up, yeah. and they're going to be able to reset it with flashpoint. And they're lucky that they have that. I don't <laughs> think it was ever intentional for all this. Um, and it's just it's it's really too bad because there's a lot of great shit in DC. Mm-hmm. They could have built a really great film universe if they had taken the time to really do it yeah. i think they rushed it out they tried to copy the avengers uh which had taken 10 years mm-hmm. you know it's been 10 years now since iron man nine years yeah and uh they just didn't take the time and the care to do it and it's just not working out the same way because you don't hear this kind of shit out of marvel you know yeah they're they're not they're not recasting they, they changed directors for like ant-man that was the biggest thing yeah um pre-wrote that too so it, it's it I, you just don't, you know, it's like um, you don't hear about players for the Patriots getting drunk and, and getting caught with a DUI. Mm-hmm. You know, when it's a quality, the management is quality and the people involved are quality, mm-hmm. you don't get this kind of drama. Yeah, and that's where, like, that that's where having someone like Kevin Feige for Marvel um, is great. Because he is like, Kevin Feige holds the key for everything. So he he makes the decisions, he 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 will... I don't think he does. I know he is like creative, creatively involved in everything, but and he doesn't write all of them, obviously. But like he has the direction of where he wants it to go. Whereas like with DC, there's not like Snyder, maybe, but even so, it's like not you know because he's there's not like one main producer on each mm-hmm. one. I don't think. I really, I would love to see. So Snyder's kind of pulled back uh, from Justice League now. Joss Whedon is taking over. He's also going to do the Batgirl. It'd be kind of nice if Whedon were to kind of start taking the helm here yeah. and and having some direction. It, it's so hard now. Like, at this point, they'd have to do a full reset, but Justice League comes out in November. Mm-hmm. So, like, where do you go, you know? And if Justice League is good, like I hope it is, I want to see more Gal Gadot. I want to see more Batfleck. I want to see, you know, Ezra or whatever. I don't care about Cyborg. <laughs> um, but whatever. I, I don't know. It's it's weird. It's such a weird spot. It's, it's really... It's... It's sad. Is mm-hmm. what to me it's sad because, like I said before, there's so much good content here. They could be doing a fantastic job, and they're just not. Uh, they tried mm-hmm. to rush it out. They tried to get to market quickly, and yeah. it seems just like they didn't take the care to do it right. And they're 
I mean, they're paying for it mm-hmm. because these movies aren't making enough as they maybe should be. Yeah. Well, Wonder Woman made a lot, but um, we'll see about Justice League. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for it, and I hope it does well. The trailers look cool. Yeah. But I'm and, still, I'm kind of leaning back, though. I'm yeah, because like... it's, it, it, but if all this news hadn't come out, you wouldn't be leaning back. Because mm-hmm. Wonder Woman was great. Yeah. And you'd be excited. Yeah. You know, so it's 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 weird. I actually don't mind, though, the the stand, the stand things not in the DCU. I don't mind those. Uh, especially, like, the guy who directed Planet of the Apes. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt Reeves. Yeah, him getting to do his own Batman. I'm pumped. I'm so in for that. And it, it, with him not having to follow the DC, you know, lore at this point, he, just, he can do his own thing. Just like Nolan did. I'm excited. Because he's, I mean, he's built a great, you know, a great foundation for what he's done yeah um so i i believe in what he can do same thing with this joker thing like if you have to have jared leto or have to have it built into this whole universe and build it in it's not going to be as good i don't think um so i yeah i'm actually kind of excited for the separate movies i think it's good for the individual movies mm-hmm. but it's but then it's Your universe it's, is screwed. it's bad for the universe then yeah. don't have a universe mm-hmm. have one or have have them all mm-hmm or don't have any multiverse because it's confusing for people <laughs> like you and I we're always paying attention to this stuff yeah uh, we know what's going on but mm-hmm. the average person at home is going to see that yeah. and be like that's not the Joker you just showed me this other Joker so, I don't know what the hell's going on and yeah. now is that Joker going to be in the Jokers that I see in the future and it's just going to be impossibly confusing yeah. for most people yeah some 13 year old kids probably not going to understand what's going on yeah but. and also probably with Scorsese at the helm and Phillips who loves to cuss probably mm-hmm. not going to be a very kid friendly Joker movie <laughs> Well, that's enough on Joker for one day. I'm sure we'll spend more time talking about him and his movies going into the future. But uh, it was a fun weekend for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of a slow movie a slow movie weekend at the mm-hmm. box office in general. But there were a few indie movies that we were excited to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, you saw three of them. I <laughs> yeah. only saw one. It was busier for you this weekend. Yeah. Uh, let's start. Uh, what, what do you want to start with? It was. Uh, I'll just go in order from what I saw, and then we can talk about the one we saw together. Um, so I saw, saw three movies. first one I saw was Good Time. Stars Robert Pattinson, Jennifer Jason Lee's in it for like five minutes. Those are the two stars. That's it. So basically, the, the basic story is about so Robert Pattinson. He has he's he, he plays a New Yorker, um, which he does actually a really good job as a New York accent. Like Disney have a New York accent. He has a you know American accent. Pretty good job. Um, but he's he's really convincing as a New Yorker. But anyway, he's so he has a brother who is mentally challenged. Um. And it kind of starts off with that brother. He's in, like, a therapy session, you know, with his therapist talking through some stuff. And Robert Pattinson comes in and barges in there. And from the beginning, you're like, oh, Robert Pattinson's kind of sleazy. <laughs> Not a good dude. Um, barges in there, takes him out, and then it cuts to these two in, like, these, these like, really realistic masks. Um, and they're going to rob a bank. So Robert Pattinson uses his brother just to kind of almost has just like a body there because his brother doesn't really do anything during this, this robbery Robert Pattinson does everything. Um, but he uses his brother to help rob a bank. Um, they don't really set up why they're robbing the bank or anything. So it's a really elaborate, I don't want to spoil any, like any major things, but it's pretty elaborate what he does to do all this. So he's, he's obviously like a smart criminal. Um, I don't think he's ever been to jail or anything. Um, so they almost get away with it. And there's a point where, Shit kind of goes down, and the brother gets caught. He he goes to jail. So Robert Pattinson's trying to get the money to bail him out. And that's kind of where the plot really goes. And it's Robert Pattinson kind of by himself at first, and there's some other minor characters that come in. Um, 
overall though it's a it's a it's a cool crime drama um you you see robert pattinson like planning things in and out some things kind of go awry um he does an incredible job i really liked him and I, i've only seen him i saw him in one twilight movie i saw i was forced to go to one twilight movie <laughs> um like 10 years ago or however long um i don't not, i can't recall him in anything else but he's pretty he's pretty damn good in this movie um Overall, the, the the thing that I didn't like about it, so it's it's a very indie movie. You can tell, like it's it's pretty low budget. Um, the so with indie movies traditionally, they take kind of liberties with the plot and they make it just the pacing of the movie and the plot was was weird. Um, just how they 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 kind of ramp it up and down, ramp it up and down. It's not like, it's not a consistent movie like like a normal crime drama would be. Like, you know, I have your obvious high and then mm-hmm. your low, you know. Um, that being said, though, it does have some some good performances. Robert Pattinson is, is a sleazy person. <laughs> so you're never really like, rooting for him or anything. Um, the ending is pretty satisfying. I'll give it that. So you, I would say check it out. If it's ever on Netflix, um, Voodoo, when it comes out, whatever, give it a shot. I, you don't have to rush to the theater and see it. But it's pretty good. I liked it a lot. There's not like any big action set pieces or anything, so it's not like you have to see it in theaters, which is why I'm saying that. So yeah. I know you're you're definitely into the indies. Uh, I had never heard of this movie until mm-hmm. the day you said I'm going to see this movie. Yeah. So um, that's kind of cool. It's it's nice to not know a lot about a movie going in. Yeah. And it sounds like a another. Um, I know you're always trying to catch the indies on Netflix. Yeah. So it sounds like another good one for for maybe that setting. Yeah. Maybe rather than a, a movie theater, mm-hmm. but still one to check out. Yeah, definitely check it out. I think you'd like it. I'm I, so I'm really interested to hear uh, the new Jeremy Renner, mm-hmm. uh, Elizabeth Olsen, Wind River. Yeah, uh, I didn't get to go, but you you went and saw it. Yeah. I, I so I'm dying. I haven't heard your review of this yet, so I'm dying to hear yeah. what you think. Um, so this one was it, it's it's pretty incredible. Um, I don't want to give a lot away because it's there's there's uh, it's it's like a it's a crime mystery thriller type of thing. Um, but the basic story, it starts off with uh, this girl running through snow. It's in, it takes place in kind of like the mountains in Wyoming. Um, so she's running through this snow, and it you know cuts to her running and screaming. <laughs> and then it cuts to the next day, Jeremy Renner finds her. He's, uh, he's like a, a wildlife hunter. Um, he gets hired, hired by people to, to kill animals, and coyotes uh, is the one he's killing right away, which was a pretty gruesome, like, shot of him shooting a, wild, uh, a coyote and it's like how do they do that <laughs> like PETA is it PETA on them or anything <laughs> no coyotes uh, were harmed yeah <laughs> yeah I didn't stay for the credits to see that but um so he find he finds this girl and then Elizabeth Olsen who's an FBI director or not director agent she shows up and she what her job is actually to just kind of be there to facilitate the beginning of it and then get some actual like more official agents in there um, when the body's taken into the medical examiner to, you know, say, hey, this is a homicide, the guy's like, no, I can't rule this a homicide. There's not enough here to, to prove it. It's pretty obvious one. So this is the body of the girl who was running to start the movie? Yes. Uh, the one that Jeremy Renner finds. So there's, she's obviously, I mean, it's obvious that she's been murdered, but he can't rule it due to some medical technicalities. Um, so he rules it, uh... I can't remember exactly what he said, what it, what it is that they rule it, but it's like a, it's definitely a like sexual assault. So Elizabeth Olsen can't get this team here. The only way she can get this team here is if it's ruled a homicide. Uh, so that's where it kind of takes off. That's where the, the first 15 minutes are slow. We're kind of slow, but after this, when they start trying to figure out the mystery of what happened, that's when it takes off. And so Elizabeth Olsen, she chooses Jeremy Renner to because he was there. 
she knows he knows everyone in the town and she he knows she knows that he's like he's pretty tactical so she used, she takes him along with along with this another the, like the sheriff of the town takes these three along these two along i guess and they go through this town and find the mystery and that's where i don't want to reveal anything um jeremy renner is outstanding um he is he does an outstanding job he's he's like this likable yet like sad loner type type guy but he's also i mean he's got like a family and there's a family element involved in here too there's a lot of like different elements all over the place which is cool um elizabeth olsen's pretty good she's like this she's kind of like as you can probably guess by her not being like the one to handle it she's uh she's kind of like an upstart fbi Mm -hmm. agent so she's she's not super confident in herself but she's also trying to be official you know trying trying to do a good job um, so there's kind of that element in there too. There, those are really the main two. John Bernthal shows up at some at one point in there. Um, plays a different character than I expected. <laughs> he's not he's not a sleazy dude. Um, no, I mean overall it's it's an incredible movie. It takes some really cool twists and turns. There's some cool action in it. Um, it's it's awesome. I liked it a lot. Damn. So I've been so I'm a I have Jeremy Renner on Instagram. <laughs> I really like following him, and he's been promoting Wind River all summer. So I've known about this I think longer than most folks. Yeah, I didn't. I saw the trailer a couple weeks ago, I think, mm-hmm. and then I saw it. I haven't see. I haven't even seen that. Yeah. So just based on what you're telling me, I am mm-hmm. gonna go try and see this now. Yeah, you should definitely see it. It, it looks insane. The the him Elizabeth Olsen, who mm-hmm. we're gonna get to her in a second. Yeah. Um, I, I have really enjoyed some of the stuff I've seen her mm-hmm. in lately. Um, Jeremy Renner is just one of those very underrated actors, mm-hmm. I think, who should be getting more leading roles. Yeah. And uh, based on what you're telling me, I'm I'm going to see this now. Yeah, you should definitely see it. He he does a great job. Elizabeth Olsen does a great job. They like they nail their parts 100. Um, percent The story is the it's written incredibly well. It's it's awesome. I loved it. Well, hell yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen appears in the the third movie we're going to talk about. You and I both went to this mm-hmm. one. Uh, was it last night? Yeah, we both went to this one last night. It's called Ingrid Goes West. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have Aubrey Plaza plays the main character Ingrid. Mm-hmm who um, has a sort of crisis in her life in the beginning of the movie. And, and so she moves out to California. And a lot of, a lot of things go on in this movie. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen plays a character that she meets in California. Uh, O'Shea Jackson Jr., who played Ice Cube. His, it's Ice Cube's son. And That's he, who that is. He played Ice Cube in Straight Outta Compton. Looks a lot like him. He looks exactly like mm-hmm. him. Uh, he's in it. Those are kind of the big three. And there's some, some ancillary characters, too. This one for me was very different from what I mm-hmm. expected. I saw Aubrey Plaza, Elizabeth Olsen, O'Shea Jackson. I was like, this is going to be really funny mm-hmm. and be like a really fun sort of goofy movie. It was not that no. at all. It had a really weird tone to it. Yeah, I didn't. I overall, like, I, I thought about it kind of back and forth, and out of three, I watched for sure. I didn't have to think about this. It was my least favorite. Overall, I didn't really like the movie. Like it, and I don't know if you're because like Ingrid, you're really not s- supposed to like. Mm-mm. I don't think. O'Shea Jackson, uh, what's his name? Dan. Dan. He, he's great. <laughs> he's funny. He's he's great in the movie. Um, I also liked Elizabeth Olsen. I, like her character wasn't great, like as as a person, but um, she she did a great. Like I, the performances were fine. I thought they they all did their did what they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. But it, it was the plot ugh. and the themes of the movie that were really hard to jive with. Yeah. Um. There's there's an element here of obsession. Uh huh. And of um. Depression. Depression and. Of social media mm-hmm. and and social media being something that we're obsessed with and get depressed over. Mm-hmm. The main character Ingrid has some issues with 
specifically Instagram is, is what it focuses mm-hmm. on. And, um, she, she, her sort of motivation is to get popular and be liked online. See, I, I didn't take it that way. I took it more as her motivation is not to be popular, but just to have, have a friend. Mm. I don't think it, like, she was happy, she's happy with having followers and stuff, but I, I felt like just with how she's obsessed with one person at a time, she wanted, she wanted more just to be, to be, have a relationship, a close relationship with someone. Mm -hmm. That's what I felt it was more. Yeah, I think that was definitely part of it. Um, And then she just, she dives headlong into this whole, this whole California idea of like, I take pictures of all my meals and (laughs) everything is great. And um, Elizabeth Olsen's character really kind of embodies that California Mm -hmm. Instagram model girl. Yeah. And I, I think, I think Aubrey Plaza's character, Ingrid, uh, idolizes that and yeah. wants to wants to uh, befriend her because of her lifestyle and also kind of become that. Yeah. And and she eats that stuff up and it, it leads her down some weird paths. She does some questionable things. Mm-hmm. You mentioned it before. She's not a likable character. No. You don't root for her um, as much as, as, as I anticipated going in. Mm-hmm. I, I really thought this was just going to be a, a slapstick funny movie yeah. uh, with some really weird antics and stuff. It wasn't that. So yeah. it, was, it was really weird for me. Uh, I... It... I thought it was just kind of okay, um, and I, I think it was probably because of the expectation I had going in. Yeah, because it tried to... I don't want to spoil anything, um, but it, it tried pulling the, the at the end specifically kind of like the shock factor. Mm-hmm. I, There's just some weird... I didn't... I To me, there is... And again, I'm not spo- I don't want to spoil anything directly, but I never... I, the thing I hated the most about it is I never felt at the end of it, I didn't feel there was a resolution. Mm-hmm. I just felt like... There, there was nothing to learn from it. There was not, there was nothing to make you feel good at the end. And I, and, and don't get me wrong. There's movies where, like, I don't feel great after watching it. Manchester by the Sea is one, mm-hmm. but at least it told, it, it told a story and had a had a final resolution. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like there's a final resolution of this movie. I at don't all. think so either. No, it was weird. It, it wasn't what we expected. Um, to your point, I, just based on what I'm hearing you say, I think definitely it's the least the least good of the three that we saw yeah. this weekend, which bums me out because I was really excited to mm-hmm. see this one. That's um, why, that's why I say this one for us to go. Yeah. And, and it's really, I think if you can catch this one on Netflix, you're going to enjoy the performances. Yeah. I, I think the, the main job. three each did a very good job at portraying their character. I think it's the script that we have issues with mm-hmm. and the tone of the movie. Yeah. It's not the performances. So and check it out for that. If you're going to, um, there, there don't is... expect the comedy, I guess. Right. And but there's funny parts. There's funny parts. Yeah. I mean, like, like I said, the, her, O'Shea Jackson Jr. He's funny. Yeah. Um, the brother, uh, the Nikki. Yeah. yeah. He's funny. He's kind of got some funny things. Um, even Elizabeth Olsen's husband, he's kind of funny. Oh yeah. There's there's some funny there's some good jokes in there, but it's not there's not a constant stream of funny. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some interesting things that this movie's trying to say, mm-hmm. and I just think it doesn't quite say them the way it wanted to. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I don't. This doesn't quite get the recommend for us. Mm-hmm. Maybe if, if you can catch it's it on, on Netflix, Netflix uh, then that that might be the only place I, w- I would check it mm-hmm. out. Yeah. So if you could, if you were to rank them, mm-hmm. uh, give me the the from three up to one. Yeah. From the weekend. So yeah, I'd say pass on unless it's on Netflix. Pass on um, Ingrid. Um, good time. If if it's, I mean, you don't have to see this in theaters, but. If, I mean, if you want to, go for it. I mean, it's if, if it sounds interesting, definitely see it because it, it's definitely a good movie. It's a really good movie. Um, 
and then number one is is Wind River. I would say, like if this is if that movie's available for you to go see, definitely go see it. Get a hold of that one. Yeah. So a lot of good stuff in movies this week. Hey, September is going to be an awesome month for movies. There's something at least one movie a week that we're checking out. Next week is it. I'm. I know you're excited for this. <sighs> I'm also excited for this one. I've already pre pre peed a pair of pants. <laughs> There's a lot of good stuff upcoming, so plenty more movie reviews to come. But for now, we got to turn to TV. Television! So I just have one one piece of, of just kind of an interesting piece of news before we get into Sess TV Corner, which I, I know you guys are clamoring for, so I'll be quick. <laughs> uh, apparently, HBO just announced in the last couple weeks, I don't know if you know this because I didn't tell you beforehand, there's this new show on HBO coming out called Confederate. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of this? Mm-mm. It's a show based on the idea that the South won the Civil War. Oh, so it's kind of like... It's kind of like the Man in the High Castle. Yeah. Except the South won the Civil War. It's current day. For example, black people are still slaves in this show. Oh, so it's Trump's America. The reason... (laughs) Well, I won't get into that. (laughs) The reason this is news, though, is that it was announced right around the time of all the Charlottesville, uh, all the neo-Nazi stuff going Mm -hmm. on. Uh, gosh, and I don't... That sounds interesting to me. It, it could be interesting. I think this is poor timing. And, and, <laughs> yeah. And poor taste for HBO to be putting this... Maybe wait a year and put this kind of thing I, out. I don't think you waiting, it's it's going to help. I don't know. <laughs> um, I just, think you just got to do it. If they're going to do it, you just got to do it. It's. I just think it's such a... It's like, there's bad timing, and then there's shit timing. <laughs> Like, you could just not have announced this right now. Wait three months and announce this. Fine. Then it becomes, like, topical and everything. Now, to me, it kind of seems like they're trying to capitalize on what's going on right now. I don't know. I don't don't feel like that's HBO's bag. I I think it was just bad timing. I I think, I mean, HBO doesn't put stuff out if it's not good, Mm -hmm. usually. So, I I mean, I'll watch it. I'll give it a shot. It It sounds interesting to me. I love the the alternate alternate history. yeah reality it, like it could be really interesting uh-huh. it's just it's really hard for me to be like yeah i'll watch that show based on kind of what's been going on mm-hmm. right now it's hard to it's hard for it to be completely fiction who's in it do you know i don't know anything about who's in it okay um i don't even know when it's coming out yeah but and i'm sure by the time it comes out something else will come out yeah, yeah. you know there, there's never a good time to put something mm-hmm. out like this but this was just really really shitty time yeah part i don't know i just think that I don't think it's going to do as well as it might have if it were put out at a different time. I don't because know. Because I think it's going to... Do you think Do you think because of the subject matter, it's going to bring people to it and they're going to be attracted to that? Or mm-hmm. do you think they're going to push it away and say, I don't even want to get near that? I... I Trump won, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suppose. So do you think that people like... Uh, yes. Like the rural white Americans yes, in, like, in like Alabama are going to be watching it like, yeah, because- yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just so people could could picture that Cody was doing a masturbatory <laughs> motion. Um, yes, yeah, I, I do think that because the most popular show on TV right now is what? Walking Dead. Oh, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Yep. A lot of people have HBO, and I mean it, it's I th- and especially that like people are gonna get behind and it's not gonna do anything to, unless there's a message in there somewhere. It's not gonna do anything to help. Mm-mm. <laughs> um, just like. It might, it might do a little bit, but if you look at a show, and I, I, in terms of controversial things, I always come back to like Thirteen Reasons Why. It, it didn't, it sparked debate and a lot of people kind of attacking each other because of like the suicide thing. I think the same thing will happen with this. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I, I hope it doesn't incite riots and stuff like that. Um, but 13 Reasons Why, seven people in Colorado, seven teenagers in Colorado killed themselves mm-hmm. because of the show. So, but who knows how many lives it saved too. But so, you I mean, you know, you, you never know. Yeah. You never know what's going to happen. I think you just got, I mean, it sucks. And I, I think it's an interesting show. And I would, I would, it's down my wheelhouse. And I'm, I'm going to give it a shot. But uh, there's also on the other side, too, where it's like that's it's not very tasteful. You know, it's just it's really hard to do that kind of stuff because there you can't shy away from that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, I get that, mm-hmm. um, you know, things that are controversial still need to be have a light shown on. Yeah. Uh, 13 reasons why did yeah. it, uh, you know, this, this show is potentially going to do it. There's there's all sorts of conference uh, controversial shows mm-hmm. out there. That, that's nothing new. That's always been done. Mm-hmm. Um it's just uh, there's been a lot of backlash about it, and I don't know how I feel about it in general. I I struggle to think about like how would I feel about it if if it had come out ten years ago, mm-hmm. when comparatively speaking, I felt like race relations were better in my life at least, at yeah, least from well, what I could we see. Younger. Yeah, and maybe I was just naive to it. Yeah. But if it had come out at a time where I did not already feel like there was this big divide, mm-hmm. um, maybe I would have been more accepting to it. And yeah. I I really I'm not saying I'm not going to watch it because it it does sound interesting. Mm-hmm. I just hope they handle it tastefully in the show, mm-hmm. more tastefully than they handled the announcement that it was coming out. Yeah, um, yeah. Because there's a there's a million ways they can mishandle it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but if they do it right, I think, I think it it could it could be very good, mm-hmm. but could it be really really bad? Yeah. So either way it goes, but it is an interesting thing to kind of keep tabs mm-hmm. on. More to come. I don't know anything about release date, who's involved, any of that stuff. Yeah. So more to come on that story. But I thought that was kind of an interesting. Thing. That'd be interesting. Let's turn now to what uh, what all the people have been waiting for. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> we've been teasing this one for a couple weeks. Uh, it, it's a brand new episode of Sess TV Corner. Mm-hmm. That's a my TV corner. Seth, tell the folks at home what you've been watching. Well, this week I finished through uh, the, the Defenders, uh, the uh, the culmination of the buildup they've had with Daredevil, then Jessica Jones, and Luke Cage, and Iron Fist. Um, kind of wrapped up the main storyline that kind of weaved in between all the seasons of this show. Um, so, I mean, it stars those four characters uh, against, uh, is it, who's, who's the Sigourney Weaver? Yeah, she, she was, she was the main, she turned out to be, well, I guess I don't want to reveal any spoilers. Um, I'm, I'm sure people who've, should I just do spoilers for this one? Because like, I'm sure people who've wanted to watch this have already watched this. Tell me, man. Cause I, I, the thing is, I don't have a ton to say about this show. So I'm going to do, you know what? Warning, spoilers. Because I want to talk. I wanna, spoilers for Defenders! <laughs> I want to talk about the future, kind of where it goes from here. So overall, I mean, if, if you've seen this, it's, I mean, the, the whole thing is just about them. These guys, these four characters coming together. And some of them interacted before. Really, just Jessica Jones and Luke Cage have interacted. Uh, Luke Cage was in, introduced in Jessica Jones. Which, Jessica Jones, if you haven't seen that, incredible. Awesome show. Watch it. Um so I mean, the first the first couple episodes of the show uh, are them kind of coming together. Daredevil meets up with Jessica Jones. He's her lawyer for something. Um, I don't remember exact specifics, so this is going to be kind of a loose review. Um, Iron Fist meets Luke Cage in like this kind of this brawl, and Luke Cage. He, Iron Fist is it's kind of funny scene. Iron Fist is like you know doing all his cool moves against Luke Cage, and Luke Cage is just standing there getting hit, <laughs> and then. Um, Iron Fist does the, you know, gets his hand glowing and punches Luke Cage in the face and Luke Cage goes flying and then that's, they're like, oh, they look at each other. And it's kind of funny too because they focus on that relationship a lot between those two. And in the comics, that's a big thing. 
they're they're like best friends in the comics so i think they're going to try and build off that um it, it does take a while to get going though for them to get together but once they do get together it's pretty good um because they all have their their little jokes with each other um jessica jones is like the whole time very just like deadpan like this is weird you know like why am i here this is this is really weird um blue cage is kind of like kind of like a straight laced just like you know kind of let's do the right thing type of thing um iron fist is like the goody goody and daredevil doesn't want to be there <laughs> at all um so there what i would say overall the show had some really really good action really cool action scenes um the story didn't pay off for me like from that because the, they weaved in everything really nice um throughout the other shows with the whole the, the hand is the main villain um they're like the secret underground organization that has also had like all the leaders have been alive for like thousands of years um through the substance and that's where this whole the plot comes there's the, they just call it the substance that keeps them alive um they don't even have like heartbeats they've most of them have died so they don't even have like heartbeats anymore but they have the substance and it keeps them alive um so the whole show there's this substance underneath new york city that's where it comes to new york city and that's where like new york city is going to be destroyed um and they need iron fist to punch down a door where the substance is located because he's he's only he's his hand is the key to get in there so that's weird right that is go <laughs> so that's what pretty... yeah <laughs> this one guy's hand yeah because so he's like this legendary so i'll rewind a little bit so stick i don't know if you remember yeah you remember stick? the old guy yeah so he so he's the one who traded matt matt murdoch he was trying to recruit matt burdock to this group can't remember their fucking names there's this group that goes against the hand like they're like the they're they are iron fists <laughs> they are iron fists army who iron fist did not know they were his army but i digress they're iron fist army to go against the hand to stop the hand from counter you know doing their plans um electra is already in this army so electra is <laughs> daredevil's girlfriend okay who died in season two of daredevil gotcha so um stick comes in tells you know hey here's what's going on iron fist you're like you're the key to this meanwhile electra so at the end of season two she dies but you see a scene of her getting put in this casket thingy with like some chinese lettering on it um she's back now she has a substance in her she's this thing called the the black sky i think is what it is and she's like the main weapon for the defenders or not for the defenders for the hand against the defenders and she's like she's like this end-all be-all weapon so it turns out they didn't do this black sky well enough. She remembers who she is, but she's still really evil. So she ends up killing Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> Whops her head off. Or no, she stabs her in the stomach. That's what it is, like in the back. <laughs> Blood just comes out. So Electra is like the main villain now. So the last, so that, that happens on like episode six. The last couple episodes are just these. It's the Defenders now. They've stolen Iron Fist. The, the hand has stolen Iron Fist. He's knocked open this door. And it's those three coming in to go against the hand. Turns out, at the end of this, so Daredevil the whole time is like, I want Elektra back, right? I want her. She she real, she knows who she is. I want her back. I can turn her good again. So they're in this, there's this giant hole from season two of Defender, or of Daredevil that they find. They don't really explain it. They explain it here. That's where Iron Fist punches the hole to find this, to find underneath New York City. To, this is all really confusing, right? I, I think I'm following. Okay. You're doing a good job. Okay. So in this so in this hole, they're they're all in this hole. The Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, Daredevil go down this elevator to go in this hole. 
that's where Electra is with with Iron Fist, uh, and then but then a couple other the uh, other hand lackeys because the hand the reason they call it the hand is there's five people you cut off one there's still the you know mm-hmm. one dies so um the the rest of the hand is the minus one person is down there so this battle ensues big battle ensues boom 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 you know everyone's going crazy doing their main moves um Luke Cage doesn't say sweet Christmas which pisses me off <laughs> um but anyway so their plan though above above this this hole there's they've built this building um where it's like a big it's like a cover for the hand so they built this build building big building um colleen wing who is uh, iron fist's like main squeeze uh the night nurse slash rosario dawson who is luke cage's honey um they're they're both up there and they set bombs to collapse this building into the hole so that the hand can't get to the substance anymore so they're all down there they're all fighting Meanwhile, Daredevil can hear, you know, because he's got super hearing, that the bomb's ready to go off. So he's like, I'm sitting down here, I'm getting Electra. we're going to come up. Um, those, the three, you know, the three other ones come up. He's left down there with a couple people from the hand, Daredevil is, a couple people from the hand who are kind of off trying to go get the substance, and Electra. Him and Electra fight. They're going at each other, and time's out. And Daredevil, he, he basically goes down there, he, he even actually tells Iron Fist, like, Basically, I'm gonna stay down here. I'm I'm dying, but Iron Fist doesn't realize until he gets back up. So he he's he's like, "This is how it ends with us. We're making out." Blah blah blah. They start kissing, <laughs> and the world crumbles around him. So the hole gets filled. So you you know your usual like hero dies thing happens. They all mourn him afterwards. Karen, who is the girl from Daredevil, is crying. We get some resolution between all the all the characters. Uh, Iron Fist now vows to be the the new Daredevil. Basically, he's like the 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 person who watches over hell's kitchen there's a cool shot of like it's like lightning and stuff and you see a person like kind of standing on the rooftop and it turns around and the fist is glowing ah. that's pretty cool um luke cage is he he doesn't really he like, they don't really resolve any of his story from they just get him out of jail because he ended up in jail in, in his season they get him out of jail and he's basically gonna go after um the main villain from the first season of that it sounds like jessica jones doesn't really have a direction anymore because she killed her main villain um, and then when it ends, the, the final shot is you see Matt Murdock um, in, in a, like a, there's a bunch of nuns around him, kind of, and you see him laying in a bed all bandaged, bandaged up, like an old, old kind of old looking, like hospital area, and it's zooming up, and you see him starting to wake up, and they're like, oh my god, he's awake. So what that, what that is going to, which is cool, is uh, a storyline from the comics where in the comics he has been beaten up by like kingpin really really bad and his mom who you never really know about his mom is a nun and she like nurses him back to health so she brings him kind of back to life in a way so that's where they're going with the next season of daredevil because i was like he's not dead right yeah, no, he wasn't. They're they're doing that storyline. So so these nuns lifted the building up and pulled him out. That's what him. I that's what I'm wondering. Also, and- where's Electra? Oh, she's probably dead. I don't know. They didn't save her. She's too hot to die. Probably. <laughs> but he's got this thing with Karen and stuff. So that made me think about cliffhangers for a second. And this one I'm completely okay with. The reason for it is they still, f- they wrapped up the story. Mm-hmm. Boom. The, the hand, yeah. the hand is, all fingers are cut off. They're, they're done. Presumably because 
he you got never, out. You can't defeat he, that. He, he got out somehow. Yeah. Um, everyone's Everyone else's story is pretty much wrapped up. They're, they're all, their relationship is fine, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, but we get enough to know, like, hey, we. it's nice that they showed him alive. Because if they left it without him dead, that's even bigger of a cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. Because season three got announced already. So he's still alive. Awesome. Um, you get also, you know, if you know the comics, you can also look this up, that they're kind of going that way. So you get kind of know what to expect a little bit. So I'm excited about that. Overall, though, this season... If I'm talk, just talking about per- performances and story, the story, as you can hear my be- by me explaining it, was really kind of, it ended up being kind of convoluted. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, it was weaved pretty well throughout the shows, but by the time we got to the end of it, it was like, eh, you know, the payoff wasn't great. Um, they had a problem with too many villains, too, because they introduced villains from some of the other shows, put them back in here. So I was like, eh, whatever. The performances were fine. Uh, Matt Murdock did a great job again, the guy who played him. Um, Luke Cage is awesome. I love I love that actor Mike Coulter I think his name is he's he's great um, same thing with Jessica Jones Kristen Ritter she did a great job Ugh. Danny Rand slash Iron Fist uh, Finn Jones is his name he is just god awful he is <laughs> so bad he is terrible um, his action the action for Iron Fist is cool like the the character itself with doing the action and everything is really cool his acting is dog shit he is so bad doesn't he kind of deliver everything kind of deadpan. Yeah, or at least like with, but it seems like, like he's not trying. impassioned. But yes, he, sometimes though he is being impassioned and it's bad. Like <laughs> he is, he is bad. He is not. They made a terrible choice for him. Ugh, it just I, I don't like him at all. Um, they picked him just based on his little blonde pube hairdo. <laughs> but even so, though, like they, I don't know why they picked him because Iron Fist in the comics is not white. You know, so oh, I forgot that. Yeah, he's mega Asian in the mm-hmm. comics. They could have picked Asian Jim from The Office. Aren't there more than one Iron Fist though? Like his. I mean, there's also there's multiple ones. Okay. Because um, Iron Fist uh, in the character is he, <laughs> um, the, stupid character, um, just like the origin stuff. Like he, there's this place called Kanlong, where that that the reason that Iron Fist is pissed at the hand is because the hand wanted to find the secret of life through Kanlong, and they destroyed Kanlong, killed all of his friends and stuff, which is. Which is why Iron Fist, because Iron Fist is supposed to protect Kunlong. He's supposed to be at the gate of Kunlong and beat everyone up who comes up there. He wasn't doing that, which is what, why the hand got in there and killed everyone. Mm. Um, so, which is now why he's able to be in New York, and that's his home now. Um, so the Iron Fist is that like Black Panther, where the Iron Fist is a title for a per for like kinda. a head kind of shit head shit guy. You earn and he it. Is though. The, he is the latest Iron Fist. Yeah, he is the latest Iron Fist, but you earn it. So okay. he goes into this. Uh, <laughs> goes into this cave and beat, defeats a dragon <laughs> and he becomes the immortal iron fist it's dumb it's, it's dumb. wow yeah and i here here i was thinking that the marvel netflix universe was rooted in reality no oh. uh at least during like daredevil or whatever the hell daredevil it's supposed was to be super gritty and realistic kinda. and then uh, uh, so I, here's the here's the last thing i want to know is is kingpin involved in this no not in this no he'll probably be in i'm assuming Daredevil season three slash Punisher, probably mm. not. Probably not Punisher, which is supposed to come out this year. He wasn't in this. I was upset. Punisher was not in this at all. But um, there was rumors that he was going to because the first trailer they released for the Defenders, one of the letters had a Punisher looking thing from like the the teaser they released from it. But he wasn't in it, which fine. I'm excited to see him because he's awesome. I know he had some sick ass scenes in oh, season two of Daredevil. Yeah. Um, 
anyway though um so going back to performances like the whole supporting cast is great there's this there's this cop uh from luke cage she's kind of like the head detective for the nypd she's great rosario dawson slash nightmare slash claire she's awesome um she she has been like the the nick the nick fury she's she's tied everyone together she's been in all of them mm-hmm. so far yeah. she's been in every single one and she's she's when it, it, as expected going into this she kind of like introduced everyone in a way she's like hey i know this guy you know i he can help so she was great um karen page and foggy nelson daredevil's friends are great um it's just it's just uh, danny rand is bad i wish they <laughs> he, he ruins some of the scenes for me because he's so bad <laughs> but overall though i i i was i wasn't disappointed i thought it was good um though the action in those shows are great but I was, I mean, it wasn't, it didn't live up to like the Avengers type hype for me. It was just, cause it's, that's what it felt like at first was kind of like the Avengers and it's like, yeah, it didn't end up being that way. So, so was this like, um, if I could draw a comparison, mm-hmm. was this like an age of Ultron kind of like, yeah, it's necessary for them to team up, but really we're just trying to get to the next, it's just the next step toward this and it's necessary to watch, but it's not going to blow your mind. No. Cause I, I think like. It's necessary to watch because it it does conclude the hand, mm-hmm. and that's what they've been building up to. It just they didn't execute the way I would have liked. Almost like a civil war, <laughs> like okay, it's like civil war didn't really execute the way I, you know I felt felt was mm-hmm. proper for you know this, the the comic books and stuff. But um, yeah, it, it was just it was a little disappointing, but overall I thought it was fine. Well, and if I think. I mean, this is the the eternal Marvel problem, right? Mm-hmm. Is I mean, you got to watch it. Mm-hmm. You know, if you've been watching all these mm-hmm. other series, you got to watch mm-hmm. it in order to understand what comes next. Yeah. So. Um, but I, I I remember sitting there thinking like I'd much rather watch, I'd rather much rather watch like a, a Luke Cage or a Jessica Jones separately mm-hmm. because they kind of do that. They they have, it's nice because they don't spend too much time on one specific character. They do have they do have an equal share. It's only eight episodes too, which is kind of maybe is where the the story because all the other shows had like 12 or 13 um this is only eight which is maybe what kind of hurt the story a little Mm. bit but yeah uh it's 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 fine if you've watched the other ones watch it if you haven't don't bother so this isn't bringing you don't think so i have not been watching Mm -hmm. these marvel shows um so for someone like me, if I'm asking like based only on defenders Mm -hmm. do i need to be a part of this marvel you'd maybe say no um, just based on Defenders. Just on Defenders, no. But, I mean, Daredevil's, the both seasons are great. Luke Cage is great. Jessica Jones is outstanding. Iron, Iron Fist, Fist is skippable. <laughs> but, you know what, though? I didn't have a problem with the first season of Iron Fist. I thought overall it was okay. Mm-hmm. But, and and I think because you see him more in that show, you're like, you see him for, if especially if you binge it, you see him for multiple sittings at a time where it's, it's bearable. But when he's on the screen, either by himself or just the limited parts he's in in the show so bad <laughs> so bad so i think while maybe you were hoping for more mm-hmm. uh out of this mm-hmm. it, it's it's it definitely doesn't sound like it's enough to like turn you off from no. this universe no no so it, it's just it's just kind of there and it's necessary mm-hmm. uh, but you don't feel super there's strongly some, about it either way yeah there's some cool parts it, it did wrap up the story um not as effectively as i'd liked but Cool action. I, I would watch... I mean, anything that has more Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, and Daredevil, I will watch. I will continuously watch, because those characters are great. But otherwise, 
fucking Iron Fist. Kind of wish Iron Fist had been in the bottom of that hole when they yeah, dropped he, that building. That's there. What, I haven't, I thought that when I watched it. <laughs> he just fisted his way out. I heard he's pretty good at fisting. <laughs> Especially big holes. Oh my god. <laughs> Jesus. I don't even know how to fucking... You! <laughs> Well, yet, yet another fantastic edition of, of Seth's TV Corner. Uh, always informative, always entertaining. I love it. It's good stuff. <laughs> I, hey, man, based on what I'm hearing, it's, it's, it's people's favorite part of the show. Got, got... People like it. Oh, yeah? Yeah, you're their go-to. <laughs> they're thinking, man, I don't know if I want to watch Defenders. i got to listen to Seth talk about okay. it. Okay. Well, so. they're going to get spoiled this week. Yeah, well, that's on them. <laughs> Random. B- Ooh, that stinks. So, uh, for for the remainder of the show, we, we want to get into Netflix. Uh, September is starting tomorrow, if you're listening to mm-hmm. this on, on Thursday, when it'll drop. Um, and let me tell you, man, September for Netflix is stacked. Mm-hmm. There's so much good shit coming out. Uh, I just want to jump into just some of them. Uh, I'll, I'll read some of the titles. You stop me if, if you want to kind of elaborate on yeah. any of them. The first one that stands out to me, maybe even the most, is City of God. Um, I don't think you've heard of this one. Mm-mm. I have only ever heard of it in um, sort of some other movie review kind of podcasts and like articles that I've read. Mm-hmm. Apparently, this is a fucking excellent movie set in Rio de Janeiro about some kind of gang-related things. Um, yeah, I might have heard of this before. I think you have to read subtitles. I think it's in foreign. But apparently, the like the way that it's shot and acted and the plot, apparently it's just incredible. I've heard it listed on several top movies of all time lists. Hmm. Um, I'm super, super excited to check this one out. I've been wanting to for months now. And finally, it's on Netflix. So huh. I'm definitely going to be checking this one out. Um, hopefully, we'll do a review for the show. Not super excited about reading subtitles, but I will do it for the type of notoriety yeah. that this film has gotten. I'm out. <laughs> Speaking of a sort of high high prestige kind of movies dead poet society hmm. which um robin williams movie yeah uh, if if you remember they stand up on the desks and say oh captain my captain yeah. that's a big thing um i've never seen it mm-hmm. but uh you know i've heard good things it's one of the top robin williams movies people always talk about i think i'll check it out have yeah. you seen this one Mm-mm. so that that's one for us to see uh, another very very highly uh recommended highly rated movie deep blue sea <laughs> <laughs> Is that where Sam Jackson gets eaten by a shark? He, spoilers! God, <laughs> Seth! Yeah, uh, for a movie that came out in 1999. <laughs> there's a lot of sharks in this movie. Uh, it's basically Jaws. Uh, if if Jaws drank Monster Energy Drink, <laughs> then it would be Deep Blue Sea. Uh, it's a very mediocre movie, but it is yeah. very entertaining. I used to watch it on TBS a lot when I was I, a kid. I've seen, I've seen the scene where he gets eaten by the shark, and it's bad. <laughs> It's so bad. He does give he does give an excellent monologue before he's eaten mm-hmm. by the shark. So it's funny you're really watching it without the monologue because it like it ends with him with the monologue and then just yeah. right on top of him. <laughs> it's uh maybe that's one you like get stoned with your buddies and watch it on Saturday or or you know Or not. Drink a million beers and watch it on Saturday or something. Or just don't watch it. Yeah. Uh, a couple Disney movies, I know people are gonna be excited about this. We got Hercules and, and Mulan yeah. coming out. Uh, I've seen Hercules a bunch of times. I saw Mulan maybe only one time mm-hmm. when I was very young. Uh, I think I'm going to give this one kind of another viewing. I, I hear a lot of people say it's one of their favorites. Mm-hmm. Uh, Disney, very kind of female empowering kind of movie. Um, she's going to get down to business to defeat the Hun is is what I understand she does in that movie. So, uh, Yeah, I saw it when it first came out. Eddie Murphy plays a dragon. Yeah. Uh, I 
Shrek. While I've while I've seen it before, I'm very excited to watch it again because it's been so long. Yeah. Doesn't he marry a dragon and uh and uh He does when he's <laughs> dunking. <laughs> That's weird. That's an interesting uh parallel. Mm-hmm. Couple high prestige movies, and I'm not kidding this time. Uh, Gangs of New York, mm-hmm. the Martin Scorsese film, stars um, Leo DiCaprio. There's Daniel Day Lewis, I think, is in this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, it's amazing. I am ashamed to say that I haven't seen it yet, but I'm going to watch yeah. it immediately when it drops on Netflix. Apparently, it's amazing. Can I guess the other one? The other movie? Yes. Uh, How High. No, How High Damn. is not on yet. Keep huh. writing Netflix, people. We need <laughs> How High on Netflix. The other one, uh, and I already know what kind of reaction I'm going to get out of you for this. I am incredibly excited that this is finally on Netflix, and I know there's some some listeners out there who are going to be excited as well. Gone Baby Gone mm. is coming out on Netflix. <laughs> we have been then pleaded with to watch this movie, and yeah. I know both of us are ashamed that we have yet to see it, um, but yeah. we will be catching it as soon as we can. Yeah, we'll watch it. I don't feel ashamed, but I'll watch it. <laughs> uh, the next one on this list... Uh, a couple, couple kind of kids movies. Is this all just movies? There'll yeah. be some TV shows too. We're, okay. Yeah. I was gonna say I know there's at least one in there. I'm... Yeah. No, I know. I know what you're. A <laughs> um, couple kids movies. Hoodwinked. Uh, Hotel for Dogs. Um, also, the first four Jaws movies. Mm-hmm. Jaws two, three. Jaws, Jaws two, three, four, and Jaws the Revenge. I thought isn't Jaws four Jaws, Jaws yeah. the Revenge? Okay. Jaws, Jaws two, three, and Jaws the Revenge mm-hmm. all on Netflix. I haven't watched Jaws in probably 15 years. Very excited to catch mm-hmm. this one again. Uh, maybe I'll do a double feature with Mulan to uh, do my repeat viewings of, of uh, a couple movies I haven't seen in a long time. There's another one coming out called Little Evil. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, Adam, Adam Scott. Scott. Adam Scott is in this. He played yeah. Ben in Parks and Rec. Mm-hmm. He's apparently going to be the stepdad to the Antichrist. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of a spin on the omen, the yeah. Damien story. Where he becomes the stepdad who's got to watch this kid. It looks funny. It, it it's definitely a comedy. Yeah. Uh, kind of a like a horror satire. Mm-hmm. I think is kind of what they're going for. Looks hilarious. Yeah. I'd watch anything Adam Scott does at this point, <laughs> but this looks this looks great. I love Adam Scott. Just the way he like, because the trailer even shows he kind of plays off like being scared, just like a <gasps> kind of like kind of <laughs> like that like just a. If you watch Parks and Rec, there's some points where he like where Leslie there's one where Leslie surprises him with like the Game of Thrones chair and that kind of reaction he has it's it's it, there's a point of that where it reminds me of that in the trailer <laughs> so i'm excited it's gonna be funny i'm really excited to see it uh narcos neither of us watched narcos but i've season, heard that's incredible season three is coming out that's been on my list for a long mm-hmm. time to watch and i'm hoping to get to it as yeah. soon as i can but uh if you're if you're a narcos fan you got the new season coming out um very very soon one of my top five favorite movies of all time is Pulp Fiction. Oh. It's going to be back on Netflix again. Uh, if you haven't seen Pulp Fiction, please go watch Pulp Fiction. It's so fantastic. There's a million different moments of this movie that are that are utter film perfection. Uh, I, I can tell you this. I, I watch the first half an hour of Pulp Fiction probably every month <laughs> because the, it's just, it's it's perfect movie is that what and, it is. That and Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Yeah. Well, Scott Pilgrim I save for about every quarter, but Pulp Fiction is the most frequent <laughs> movie I go back and watch. I own it and I, I'll just put it in, watch the first half an hour and, and then uh, go do whatever it is. But the first half an hour of Pulp Fiction is incredible. The whole movie is fantastic. But specifically the first half an hour has a lot of great Sam Jackson stuff. I won't get too deep in this Pulp Fiction rabbit hole, but please go watch Pulp Fiction if you haven't seen it yet. So, uh, Requiem for a Dream. Did you ever see that one? No. 
It's uh, Aronofsky, Darren mm-hmm, Aronofsky. Mm-hmm. I think it's got Jerry Leto in it. It has a lot to do with drug addiction. Mm-hmm. Another one of those that I, I never did see, but I've heard good things about. Yeah. Um, I'm going to try to check it out while it's on Netflix. Uh, I don't really know what to expect. I, I've heard it's kind of a dour movie. Yeah. You I haven't seen it, have you? No, I've heard it's very uh, very down, depressing. Mm. Not not a fun movie. No, not so much. Yeah. And Aronofsky doesn't generally make fun movies, no. so I'm not surprised there. Oh, here's a here's a blast from the past. Uh, the Rugrats movie is it? A, really? The Rugrats movie is going to be on Netflix. I can't. Is it? What? I can't remember what the plot of that one is. I remember at Rugrats in Paris. I is that thing, is that it? Rugrats in Paris? No. No. This is the Rugrats movie. There's three Rugrats movies. I actually be- have no idea. Because there's there, Rugrats Go Wild. Yeah, that was a movie that came out on on videotape. I think <laughs> it was an orange tape. Yeah, they all orange were. VHS. So was Goldberger. I think uh, the Rugrats movie had. Um, they were riding in the back of the Reptar, like mm. truck thing. I thought that was in Paris. It might have. Uh, I don't know. Is it Rugrats in Paris? It just says the Rugrats movie <sighs> on this article. So your article sh- sucks. Shame on you, Polygon.com, for not specifying. Polygon. Polygon. Rugrats in Paris. It was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was Rugrats <laughs> go wild. <laughs> Nigel <laughs> Thornberry. <laughs> this is Darwin. We found him, and Donnie, he found us. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> You gotta leave that in. <laughs> I'm cutting it up. No. So those are all movies that are coming out on September 1st. So that's Friday. Um, yeah, no, that's that. Sorry. <laughs> I just looked it up. The that, Rugrats movie is a different movie? No, Rugrats is separate. Rugrats movie is separate from Rugrats in Paris. And then Rugrats. I think Rugrats in Paris had uh, Vacation All Ever Wanted. Yeah, that song's in there. Yeah. And that's how Chucky says his first word in that movie. Does, is that what it is? Yeah, he oh. says no. Because his dad's getting married to that Asian woman. Oh, yeah. He jumps in there and says no. And uh, it's his first word. Everyone freaks out. Spoilers. God damn it. <laughs> so fast forwarding to September 5th, uh, just a couple of things here that I want to mention. One is uh, a little movie I know you haven't seen. It's called Like Crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very much like a romantic kind of chick flicky type movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about uh, a couple who are kind of separated by distance. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, I saw this years and years ago, and at the time I was in a long distance relationship, so it really hit home for me. And I've always really enjoyed it as a romantic movie. It's one of my go tos mm-hmm. if I'm going to watch that type of thing. So, Light Crazy is a good one. It's got um, Anton Yelkin, who died a couple years ago. He was in Star Trek um, as oh, the, okay. the Russian guy. Yeah, um, he's in it. Pretty good. Like as far as if you if you want to watch a romantic movie that's probably going to make you cry a couple times, Light Crazy is a good one to check out. Uh, a couple other ones, Newsies, which is a big popular Broadway musical. There's a, a version of that coming out that you mm-hmm. can check out. Also, Mark Maron. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're a little more familiar with him than I am. Yeah. I-, I keep hearing about Mark Maron. I don't know a lot about him, but mm-hmm. I hear that he's fantastic to listen to on his podcast yeah. and his stand-up. He's got a stand-up special coming out this month. Yeah. What a, So I, I guess I don't know. Like what, what, what should I know about Mark Maron? Do I need to check him out? Um, I, I mean, I, I've only listened to a few podcasts of his and he was, he was in glow, which he was really good in that. Um, he's a funny guy. I mean, he's, he's not, I don't think he's like a, a stereotypical standup. So I've never seen any of his standup or anything, but he's definitely like a, a really smart guy. Um, he'll make you think. So I, I'd say give it a shot. Good deal. Uh, a couple, couple things coming out. Uh, Blacklist latest season is coming mm-hmm. out. Um, you've got things like. The Walking Dead season seven. Mm-hmm. That's that's gonna start popping up. One thing that I, I know you're excited to watch, and I am going to definitely avoid. Bojack Horseman Woo! is getting another season. One of my favorite shows. Ugh, 
I, I don't know if you convince can convince me to try this show. Oh, I'm not even gonna try. Uh, but, but hey, it it has there there have been seasons of this, and actors or voice actors in this have been nominated for Emmys. So you can suck it <laughs> um, for the show. Yeah, really? Yes, it's it's actually like it's critically very well reviewed. Um, the first season was not. The first season was kind of. It was a hit or miss, but since then, each season has been at least in the 90s in Rotten Tomatoes and has, um, at separate times, have been nominated for, for uh, Outstanding Animated. So, yes. I am floored it's, by that. It's because it's, it. I mean, it takes serious topics and, and talks about them, and it's, it's like, there's serious things in the show. It's, it's, I think it's hilarious, but there's also some serious things in it, too. It's a great show. It's also very depressing at times, which, yeah. What? Yeah. I've been talking shit on this show for three entire years because yeah. I watched like the first two or three episodes yeah. with you when you yeah, started. Yeah, the first season is not. And I was like, to... "This is garbage shit. I don't want to watch this at all." But maybe not. Now I'm having a crisis. Well, don't... I don't know if I need to check it yeah, out. I don't. I don't think you'll enjoy it. You don't um, think so? It's not for you. You don't okay. like animated stuff to begin with. But no, not really. Not besides SpongeBob. And I don't really like animated stuff either. But this, I mean, the show it takes serious topics. It, it's good. I like it. It's one of my favorites. Well, if you're if you if you're gonna watch season four of BoJack, you've already been a fan. Mm-hmm. So uh, get excited for that coming out in a couple weeks. It has a good following. It really does. So uh, we got Portlandia, mm-hmm. uh, season seven of that coming out. That's an interesting kind of show. I've I've seen a few episodes of that. Not mm-hmm. a ton of it. Kind of quirky, real weird kind of comedy stuff. <laughs> Jeff Dunham has a fucking stand up special. Barf. Sit down special, I guess you'd call it. <laughs> coming out. God. Pocahontas. Another Disney one that people love coming out. Um, if if uh, if you want to check out Pocahontas, paint with all the colors of the wind on <laughs> September 14th. Jesus Christ. I'm very, very excited for this show coming out uh, September 15th. It's called American Vandal. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you haven't heard of this, it's it's a show that is... is um, if you think about like Making a Murderer or any of those true, tr- true crime documentaries, it, it's one of those except it's a satire. Mm-hmm. So the idea of the show is that someone at a, at a high school has gone into the parking lot and spray painted a bunch of cocks <laughs> <laughs> onto every car in the parking lot. And it's this huge vandalism job. And there is a, there is a suspect who everyone thinks that it is. And so you follow him, who's kind of this like bro-y, funny, kind of uh, douchey, kind of buff guy who everyone suspects. And there's also this very dweeby foreign kid who's like, he's kind of like the documentary main person who is trying to uh, prove that he's innocent. So it's kind of in the vein of like a making a murderer type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, it looks from the trailer like it it's taking itself very seriously, except for that it's hilarious. <laughs> because for every time where there's like an intense piece of music and a super high action reveal it's about dicks getting drawn on stuff so it looks hilarious i'm very excited i know you've seen the trailer for this it looks funny yeah definitely check it out um just a couple more things here you've got uh beauty and the beast coming out uh, if you're into the live action hermione granger version um i'm really excited about this jerry before seinfeld uh that's coming out which is a kind of a stand-up special that focuses on seinfeld uh before the show Mm. came out um Seinfeld just signed a $100 million deal to do two specials with Netflix. Jesus. Yeah, he's the richest comedian ever. And, I mean, this is only going to continue that trend. So I'm really excited to learn more about him. Yeah. Because I I think he's an interesting dude. 
Season three of Gotham is coming out. Yeah. Also season three of Fuller House, oh which is God. incredible to me that this is coming out. Interesting fun fact about this. Uh, the season is going to premiere on the 30th anniversary of the first episode. Of that's Full pretty House. cool. Yeah. So that's kind of interesting. Yeah. But it's shit garbage, so I'm not going to watch that. <laughs> There's a there's a few other things on here uh, that maybe aren't quite as notable that we need to cover. Uh, we'll post we'll post a, a link to the list in the description of this episode. But uh, that's really um, you know a really stacked month for Netflix. I know I'm going to be busy. My my list is definitely going to grow. Um, so a lot of good stuff on there. So let us know in the comments uh, what are you definitely going to check out. Uh, what did we miss that we need to talk about? Um, let us know what you think of of the new new and upcoming for Netflix. You know, September's pretty good, but you know what we got in October? Stranger Things. Stranger Things in October. We're yeah. getting very close. Yeah. I'm excited for that show. Yeah. So. That's one of the best. I mean, that's really one of the top things that has come out in the last couple <laughs> They're years. pretty strange. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I just. Barb, man. <laughs> Barb, man. <laughs> she sucks. <laughs> Well, we've had a long show today, a packed show, uh, so thanks for sticking with us. We're going to wrap up here. Anything uh, anything in closing you want to say to the folks at home? No, I'm just uh, glad I could uh, could could be 1-0 against you in Madden, so that's good. So uh, if you're wondering at home, Seth and I are very competitive at sports games. And <laughs> he did defeat me in the first Madden matchup of the year. The first and only. But I will, uh, I will be coming back strong. Ah, we're not playing again. <laughs> I don't blame you for that. Hey, uh, go out there, continue to uh, follow us on uh, uh, Twitter and on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or uh, SoundCloud. Uh, Comment anywhere you can find us. Let us know uh, what you want us to to talk about or check out on the show going forward. Uh, We we definitely welcome welcome all the the comments. Yeah, we'll have a... Logan Lucky Ride Home soon. Yep, Logan Lucky Ride Home is going up soon. Uh, I think we're going to try to see Hitman's Bodyguard this week, yep. which is a couple weeks late, but yeah. uh, it's one we definitely want to get to. Um, and that posted soon. Finally, next weekend is going to be it, and we're very excited for that. We'll talk about that you a are. little maybe next week. Check out the uh, former Ride Home videos on the Jared Buckendall channel. He's always posting new video reviews, so check those out as well. We're going to actually have him on soon. Yeah, a couple weeks from now, we're yeah. going to do a, an exclusive interview yeah. with the one and only Jared Buckendall. So be sure to catch that uh, in a couple of weeks. We'll have another guest, too, our friend Lindsay. Yeah, so it's it's an exciting couple of weeks. Uh, we've got uh, a friend of ours named Lindsay who we've we've alluded to not by name in, yeah. in the show a couple times <laughs> before. She has uh, had a lot of feedback. Yeah, she she's uh, one of the top commenters on the show. She is uh, currently living out in L.A., working on some film sets uh, as a production assistant. So uh, she's got a lot of the inside knowledge. We're going to kind of uh, pick her brain about that stuff next week. And then the following week will be our, our interview with Jared Buckendall. So a lot of interesting kind of fun, new things coming to the show. So uh, make sure you stay tuned, make sure you subscribe, uh, stay in the loop for all those new episodes. So for now we will wrap it up. This has been episode seven of the SoCo show for Seth. Ott. This is Cody Michael signing off. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Yeah.